0: This week on Soul Talks, with Bill and Christy Galtier, we're talking about how thankfulness to God
1: turns difficulties into blessings. We're taking a fresh look at the Beatitudes of Jesus. Our Lord is offering far more grace than most of us realize.
0: We'll be drawing on our soul shepherding booklet, Jesus' Greatest Teaching. This resource offers surprising insights and applications from the Sermon on the Mount.
1: You'll find this and other books and seminars in the store on soulshepherding.org. So good to have you tuning in to Soul Talks with us, and we want to give a special hello to Elay 47, who left a rating and comment on Soul Talks, and she says, thanks for the encouragement and strength that you give in your uh, conversations on life and leadership with Jesus, and I'm appreciating how you model deep emotional connection and honor with each other. And that is what we want to do on Soul Talks.
0: Thank you, Elaine, and others who have left a rating and a review for us on podcasts. That really helps people find our podcast.
1: Yeah, so today we are talking about finding a blessing in conflict. And uh, we had some experience with that, and it came in the context or the aftermath of a, a wonderful family vacation.
0: Yes, enjoyed the time together with our our children up in the mountains for a weekend, being together in the beauty of God's creation and having just some unhurried time together.
1: It was so good to be up there in Big Bear and have each of our three kids and their two spouses and to be hanging out together and to see each member of the family contribute uh, some cooking or a game that they liked and uh, conversation, hikes we took together. It was a very restful and bonding time for us. And then it was back to reality, and we had some challenges, and that's where we had uh, a conflict and some stress reactions, and uh, and then we found the Lord in the midst of that.
0: Lo and behold, we were blessed, even in the midst of conflict and stress.
1: Yeah, and so we thought uh, that we would talk with you about the Beatitudes of Jesus, uh, this podcast and the next one coming up, and we're celebrating thankfulness. That's the season for that. and. Beatitudes are so often misunderstood, we miss the heart of what Jesus is saying to us. And so in the seventh beatitude, he uh, says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons and daughters of God. And uh, a lot of times we interpret that to think, oh yeah, so I should make peace and that will bring me a blessing.
0: Or maybe some of us think, I should just be a pleaser and just please people so I'll be blessed, so God will bless me.
1: Yeah, we like interpret peacemaker to be a conflict avoider. Right. (laughs) Keep the peace.
0: Yes, but that's not what Jesus is saying.
1: No, he's not telling us to avoid conflict, uh, and nor, much to the surprise, perhaps, of you listening, neither is he saying, be a peacemaker.
0: So you'll be blessed.
1: It's, of course, good to bring peace, and the Bible does teach us to bring peace, but that's not Jesus' point here. His point here is that when you find yourself caught in a conflict where there is not peace and you would like there to be peace, there is a blessing for you as a son or daughter of God. In other words, by appreciating that you are in the very blessed reality of the kingdom of the heavens, there is nourishment for your body and soul to draw on that will help you in that conflict. And the God of peace can be revealed now to you and then through you to the other person or people.
0: Now this is a big paradigm shift. It took me a while to really come to trust this to be true.
1: Yeah, because we all want to interpret this as "be poor in spirit," meaning be humble, and then the kingdom of God is open to you. Or "blessed are those who mourn." Okay, grieve your losses, be sorry for your sins, and then you'll be comforted. And so we flip it all around, and we put the the blessing of the Lord in the in the situation. Mm-hmm that's being talked about. And we even turn that situation into a virtue because humility is a virtue. And if you've got a loss, something sad, uh, well, to grieve is a healthy thing to do. And yes. so we can teach truth this way, but in the divine conspiracy, Dallas Willard has really made a strong case that we have uh, come to see the truth of that that's really not what Jesus is teaching. And it changes the whole sermon because what Jesus is doing here is he's giving good news. He's saying, hey, friends, The kingdom of the heavens is open to you, you who are are poor, you who are weeping, you who are are shy and having difficulty in your life, and you who are caught in a conflict. Hey, the kingdom of the heavens is for you. That's
0: been a really helpful paradigm shift for me, understanding this, but it's been slow for me to get it. I remember when we first read Divine Conspiracy, we spent a lot of time, do you think this could be true? No, this can't be true. And we had this history of all these sermons we've heard on the Beatitudes being about being blessed conditions and to try to be like, to get blessed. And we had all these arguments and it took us a long time to accept this. But once it did, it's really made a impact on us, so much so that you've written about it in some ways that have been really helpful to me. I was privileged last year to go through your booklet, Jesus's Greatest Teaching on the Sermon on the Mount with a group of women. And we were also so blessed and enriched to spend time in the Sermon on the Mount through Jesus' greatest teaching booklet that you put together and really apply this to our lives where we don't think we're blessed, but find out we are.
1: Yeah, it was so good for my soul to spend so much time with the Sermon on the Mount, which begins with these Beatitudes, and to really meditate on it and study it and pray through it. And so I wrote a paraphrase of Jesus' whole sermon. And then I broke that down into a few different segments for personal devotions or a small group for people to just go deep with Jesus in his greatest teaching, the greatest sermon ever told, you know, life-changing. But so few of us really understand that. We turn so many of his teachings into these laws, these Mm -hmm. commandments that we're supposed to obey. And it's not about that. It's about this life with him in the Father's world. And it's a wonderful life. It's a uh, tremendous opportunity for growing in grace and having our hearts changed from the inside out based on our understanding of God, our Father, in the secret place that we're learning to have relationship with.
0: Well, honey, maybe it'd be helpful if we unpack this practically from our lives in in an illustration from the conflict that we got in on our way home from our family weekend.
1: Yeah, I think this would illustrate what Jesus is, is teaching us here in the beginning of the um, Sermon on the Mount, uh, the wonderful opportunities inviting us into. So yeah, we want to talk about finding a blessing in conflict. That's our topic here. And uh, I think that's what, when Jesus is blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons and daughters of God. He's saying, hey, you might not think it to be true, but actually there is a blessing for you when you're in a conflict. And so we had a lesson in this sort of the hard way. We've had many lessons like this in the course of our marriage and our family and other relationships, as I'm sure you who have listening can also testify to. We all have experiences of conflict, especially with the people that we are closest to.
0: So we were coming home that weekend, and it it had been a stressful transition, cleaning the cabin that we'd rented and driving back. Really being overwhelmed with all the work that we'd be entering into, all the long list of things that needed our attention that we'd been kind of setting aside to have Sabbath time and, and rest and connection and be present to each other. And just overwhelming because it was a little bit of a shorter weekend it it's a holiday weekend. So less time to get all this work done. And you were trying to hold it at bay and not.
1: You were coming home to a short week and yeah. we're feeling the stress of that. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to just linger in the vacation mode as we were in the car and have conversation and so we were talking about an article that I've been working on that will be coming out in the Soul Sharpening devotional is God a she.
0: Right. So we were talking about that and we were also I might say we were tired because we hadn't slept well for the weekend. So we had an added stress there in our bodies. So we were talking about that article and about that issue with mm-hmm. that article and you got frustrated with me and you responded to a question that I asked saying I'm just sick of talking about this with you, and because I am sensitive, because I know you well, I perceived that you were there was a lot of anger in your response, your stress response to me, and so I felt really hurt by that.
1: And then I noticed you uh, getting quiet, and I was feeling convicted that I had gotten frustrated and that I had made that very curt, critical comment, and. As I looked over at you, I saw that uh, your face looked downcast, and your lip was trembling a little bit, and I was realizing that I'd really hurt you.
0: Well, when you snapped at me in your frustration, you know, I had a choice. I had several choices, and my first instinct was to want to snap back and want to be defensive and try to justify myself and my intentions as to why it was good that I was asking this question and why... It was bad that you snapped at me and and to get defensive about it Mm -hmm. and kind of make you all bad for your stress reaction. That was one temptation I had. And then the other temptation I had was to just shut down and go to shame and just feel shamed for asking the question. And then another temptation I had was to totally and completely just shut down and harden my heart towards you and totally withdraw from you. But I had another option. And that other option came from the fruit of my learning, what we're talking about, that there's a blessing available to me, even in conflict, even in horrible situations. And that blessing comes through the availability of my living and bringing my whole life into the kingdom of God under God's loving presence. To trust that God was with me, was with us in the car, mm-hmm. and that His love was av- and a grace was available to me in that moment when I felt so hurt and so shut down and, and I felt my own angrier and my own defense and my own shame, i was just flooded with all these emotions. And so instead I had the choice to believe, okay, I'm blessed, God's love and grace is enough for me right now in this conflict. And so I started to interact with the Lord silently. I started to ask the Lord, help me understand what's going on with me. Why did I react so painfully to Bill's frustration with me? This feels like I'm reacting bigger than his snap at me with those words. And so I asked the Lord to show me, is there something else here that's been triggered?
1: I'm so thankful that you did that, honey, that you were open and prayerful with the Lord and listening to him and beginning to feel some of your emotions and reflect because you you could have very well responded in one of those other ways and we could have had an escalated conflict or a, an icy cold mm-hmm. distance there. yeah. And as you were, were wrestling through things emotionally in a couple of minutes of quiet there, I was doing the same on, mm-hmm. on my side. And I was feeling at first, just my frustration of, of, well, gosh, I've explained my thoughts on this two or three times. And isn't she listening to me? And kind of rehearsing mm-hmm. that sort of mindset. And I was feeling bad because I saw that you were hurt, and but I didn't want to admit that I had been so wrong. I mean, I knew that I made a frustrated comment, but I was trying to sort of justify myself in that sadly mm-hmm. and tempted to just change the subject or just, you know, well, she knows that I love her and it's going to be okay. And, but I had a sense of conviction, a sense of sadness and realizing that you were hurting. And so just, you know, swallowed and I just took a prayer, uh, moment there and just said, you know, Lord, um, I, I need your help here and need your love. Your love's enough for me. And so I also repositioned myself into the Father's world there where I'm secure and I'm loved, even as a sinner, even as someone who has made a snappy reaction that was judgmental and impatient and hurtful to you, that God's grace was there for me. And so that gave some oxygen for my soul there. And so then I asked you, You know, honey, it looks like I've hurt you. I'm sorry. Tell me what you're feeling. And
0: thank you. And and I really appreciated that you're moving towards me. You're recognizing that I'd been hurt, and I had another choice to make because, on the one hand, by then I had identified the trigger from my childhood as to why this was so painful for me and so much bigger than just in the moment what I was responding to. And I could have with that gone into victim mentality and self-pity and spiraled down into that. But I felt a reminder, because I was practicing the presence of God and, and being in his kingdom, that his blessing was available to me, that the Lord was inviting me to have empathy for you and consider what you were feeling and to pray for you. And so doing that then gave me courage that when you came towards me, asking, are you okay, to be honest and vulnerable with you.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that, that you were considerate of me. We had some back and forth there, and uh, you shared your sense of woundedness and gave me the opportunity to offer you some empathy there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and you were able to be empathetic with me, that your response of being impatient with me triggered my feeling like the youngest child in my family, you know, a lot younger, uh, and the impatience that I couldn't understand everything my you know older sisters and my parents understood, and it would be frustrating for them when I was asking, and you know of course they were human, and so they would feel that impatience and and so it triggered that and same thing in school that i wasn't as quick and as bright as the other students in my class, and teachers' frustration and other students' frustration with my wanting to understand and you know the impatience of wanting to move on but so that was triggered for me.
1: So you were feeling under that that judgment mm-hmm. that you're you're not smart enough, you're not right. enough of a thinker, and you're not not quick enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not eligible to be talking with you about these things and just the impatience. But you you said no, that's not true, and you empathized though with how I could feel that, and you were gentle and empathetic with me, and I appreciated the empathy, and then I was able to be empathetic with you and the pressure you were under.
1: Yeah, I appreciated you drawing me out. And so you asked me some questions about what I w- was feeling and just the uh, the responsibility and the kind of the, the looming work that in a short week that was ahead and some of the challenges that I'm dealing with. And so I was able to process that with you and appreciated your listening.
0: Yeah. And so we had a blessing there. We received the blessing of the Lord's presence and love and grace for us, to help us, and then from that, from receiving that, to be able to love each other and then forgive each other. And then the added blessing of now is wounded healers being able to share this in hopes of giving a vision to those in our Soul Talks community that in their conflict, in their stress, they're blessed with the presence of Christ, the wonderful counselor there for them in their pain and their triggers and their stress reactions.
1: Yeah, and so Christy, I'm thinking about the people that we talk to in our soul shepherding ministry, and often, in order for them to repair that conflict with their spouse or their family member or friend, they need someone to process with who will listen to them in confidence and be safe for them, sort of before they're able to go back. Because if you're overloaded mm-hmm. with anger mm-hmm. or fear of of the conflict and being hurt again or feeling bad about what's happened your soul suffocating, and yeah. there isn't really the opportunity or the possibility really of talking it through in a way that's going to end up being fruitful. So often we need that Christ ambassador person who uh, will really listen to us and help us make that connection to the presence of God in our midst with compassion and grace for us.
0: And then as we receive that from a Christ ambassador, it helps us then to be able to directly receive God's love for us in a time when that Christ ambassador isn't there or when we need to take the lead and be that ambassador to the other person first.
1: Yeah, but we really want to come back to the uh, when we've had a conflict with someone that we're close to, it's important that we're able to come back to it and, and to talk it through, but it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, that's the way life is. And it's a sad thing that uh, so many of us Because we haven't known these skills of active listening and conflict resolution and not going into shame, but being able to say I'm sorry and offering empathy and compassion and so forth that we tend to do is we tend to sweep things under the rug. Yeah. And we tend to avoid Avoid things. And it doesn't necessarily seem so bad doing that at first, but as over time as conflicts continue to happen and things just keep getting avoided then there's just more and more distance in a relationship. And like you were illustrating, our hearts can begin to get sort of cold and uh, shut down, and there's just that lack of warmth.
0: So it's really a beautiful and helpful thing when we can make repair. And in making repair, we really can get free of the conflict and and free to really forgive and reconcile and return to that, that bond.
1: And so that's what Jesus is teaching when he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons and daughters of the Lord. He's saying to us that even in conflict and uh, distress, and where there's been argument or hurt feelings or a stress reaction, there is a blessing, not in that situation per se, but in the kingdom of the heavens that's in our midst. And so it's learning to bring that trial into the kingdom, you see. And that's what Jesus is offering us. And so I'm so thankful that we were able to uh, muddle our way through that. It probably sounds nicer and neater as we repackage it. Yeah, it it was
0: very painful at the time. Very painful.
1: And this kind of thing, we've experienced this uh, countless times in our years of marriage. And uh, just little by little over the years, we've learned better and better how to come back to it, Uh, sometimes in the moment, sometimes maybe not till the next day. but Uh, really being faithful to, uh, to that process, to keep our relationship in tune, heart to heart, and with the Lord in the middle of that.
0: Jesus, thank you. Thank you for how you teach us and how you give us a vision of your goodness and your love, that it's available and accessible to us to receive and to give, even in the midst of conflict, stress, pain. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to enthrall us with you and the blessing of, the, of being able to dwell with you in your kingdom at all times, even in times of stress and pain and conflict. Continue to teach us, Lord, we pray
1: in Jesus' name. Amen. You've probably heard us talk about our TLC retreats, but you might not know that they're available for you to attend.
0: TLC stands for To Love Christ. It's a five-day retreat where we help you unplug from the stresses of ministry in everyday life for teaching and guided experiences in spiritual formation and soul care.
1: We're forming a new cohort, and we want you to have an opportunity to be there. So we have a special offer for our podcast listeners. For the next 30 days, you can register for our January 2018 TLC at a $100 discount.
0: If you're interested in joining us at TLC, please contact me through soulshepherding.org or you'll find the links in the show notes of this podcast.